Hello and welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan. Line. Sergio. I'm Sergio. I'm Sergio. All right. I think I forgot for a second. <laughs> well, um, welcome back. This is our third week of October, which is our super special month where we're exploring first films from famous directors that are secretly also horror films. Yes. That's not how that goes. Today we're discussing a movie from the director of Titanic, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator again, Avatar. He hasn't done that much else, has he? I don't know. He just like, he ducks out for a couple years. And then he makes a big ass Yeah, and then he comes back and makes all the money in the world, and then he's gone. We're talking about James Cameron. Yeah. And we're also talking about his very first movie, Piranha 2, The Spawning. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Slurp. What? I meant to be like, swim. Swim. Okay. (laughs) How do fish sound when they're in the water? (laughs) See, you can't you can't do it without saying slurp. I don't know. Okay, uh, here's the plot of Piranha 2: The Spawning. A scuba diving instructor, her biochemist boyfriend, and her police chief ex-husband try to link a series of bizarre deaths to a mutant strain of piranha fish whose lair is a sunken freighter ship off a Caribbean island resort. Ooh, that's a really nice synopsis there. Yeah, I mean, I always admire a good log line. Like, just gets in out real fast real good real fast real mm-hmm. good you know just give you the meat no fat as always um there will be spoilers in this discussion we rate on out of five on scariness campiness effects and quality what's your scariness ranking sergio i would give it a a piranha score one piranhas one piranha out of one piranha out of, out of five, five piranhas yeah um i wasn't really scared at all there was nothing to be scared of really um i'm sure that maybe you know, if this were, I don't know, because I found Dracula more scary than this. Because there wasn't. Well, really... You mean to a person who would be scared by it? Yeah, yeah. There was just there was really no suspense at all. There was no mystery. Like I'm, sh- I don't know. Maybe if you're afraid of piranhas, like this might be frightening for you, or you're easily fooled into well, thinking okay. those stuffed animals are scary. But are, I was well, not. Are you telling me you're not afraid of piranhas? Because they're pretty messed up. Uh. Okay, I'm not gonna say that I'm not afraid of. I mean, just yeah, not, not afraid in, of not in everyday life. Yeah, like it's just there was nothing frightening about it on screen. Yes, um, seeing those flailing fish jump out of water like basically giant sock puppets just going at you. Yeah, I also gave it one out of five screams, which is what we always rate it on. I always change though. I know you do. I know you do. In my research for this film, I found out that James Cameron was only really on set for a week or two before it was uh, taken over by the Italian director who was in charge. I wasn't actually aware that this was an Italian production, but the second the opening credits started... I love those opening credits, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were really cool. They were like red and blue shimmery ocean credits. It yeah, they're fun. basically why my effects score is as high as it is. This, the credits effects were probably the most yeah. expensive part. But the credits is full of names like... Umberto Cavallini, mm-hmm. Pesto Cavatappi. Yeah. And um, someone had a name like Asselini, which is great. Yeah, you were you were poking fun at that poor person's name. If it's any consolation, he's probably dead. <laughs> no, Link, that was only the 80s. 1981, well, right? I feel like a lot of them were very old making movies back in the 80s in Italy. But who knows? Okay, for all you know, he could be president of Italy. I don't know if they even have a president. I don't think Prime Minister do. of Italy? Premier? I don't know. I feel like they're a democratic nation. They would have to be to be in the EU. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
I feel like the secret theme of this podcast is Brennan knows as little about history and politics. Let me check. I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak like in in definitives. Fun fact: the guy who did the score for this movie is Stelvio Caprani, who did the score for Twitch of the Death Nerve. We had fun trying to pronounce his name back in that episode in season one. Okay, so breaking news. Italy is headed by a president who appoints a prime minister, the elected head of government. The seat of government is Rome, where the president resides in the Palazzo del Cunarel, Cun, Cunari. Uh, the chamber of deputies sits in the Palazzo Montecitorio, and the Senate occupies the Palazzo Madama. Isn't the Cunari like the vampire leaders from Twilight or no, something? No, Cunari are from Dragon Age. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, I, that's what it is. I can't pronounce this. Curinale? Curinale? Mm. Okay, whatever. The Q. We'll just say Q. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it turns out that um, James Cameron did not, in fact, direct most of the film, but he was given credit because they had to give credit to an American director. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he was there on set at some point, so it counts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just him backtracking once he got his Titanic money. Like, you know what? This was just my first movie with a ship, with a sunken ship beneath, uh-huh. beneath the ocean. Like, don't hold me to that standard or don't compare me to my to my first try. I, honestly, I'd want to be compared to that first try because Titanic looks, I mean, Titanic's such a massive, huge budget, technically brilliant film that mm-hmm. is awesome in parts, the romance is whatever. We're not reviewing Titanic. Um, we can if you want. I just think- Like and subscribe. I think Titanic is two movies and the first movie is a fine romance and the second movie is the coolest Effects. disaster film ever. Oh, uh, James Cameron- can't entirely be blamed for this movie but we're going to because his name is on the project but what i was saying um this is actually one in a long line of italian jaws ripoffs which is basically uh are there more than one mm-hmm. i believe Look at you I, smile on your face i believe orca the killer whale was italian tentacles Ooh, like was one. definitely charlotte italian. rampling was an orca did you know that oh maybe it wasn't i'm sure it was. i don't know they definitely sure made tentacles they made a whole bunch of stuff but that that whole genre I like to call we're gonna need a bigger budget. <laughs> um, uh, but still anyway, got it. thank you. Like this movie completely lacks atmosphere or pacing or anything that's like vital to actually being scary. Mm-hmm. I like the score how, was all over the place. Oh yeah, I like how whenever the piranha showed up, they they the water bubbled like they were in the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. There was exactly one scene that gave me like a slight tingle in the spine. It wasn't like putting my finger in an outlet. It was more like static electricity from slippers or something. But um, there is a part. Good metaphor. Thank you. I'm working on working on a dream. There is a part where half-eaten guy stumbling out of the surf trying to reach this walkie-talkie and he's just wheezing through his piranha-eaten vocal cords and mm-hmm. it's kind of creepy. I liked that part. Okay. I can but, respect that. But yeah, one out of five screams all, all right. the way down. If I were to pick something that would surprise me, it would be when the piranha came bursting through the nurse. Yes! The the piranha had an alien chest burster moment. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think, like, at what point would you have seen that before on screen? Like, I'm sure it was probably done in some, you know, small movie, but I feel like that was probably the first time I ever saw something like that. Yeah, and also, we neglected to mention, these piranhas can fly. Oh, yeah, they're bred with, like, three different types of fish, right? Uh, grunions. Yeah. Piranhas. So why were they bred with grunions? Because they can, they can live on land or something. Okay. And then they were bred with piranhas and flying fish, which is the best. They probably mm-hmm. had some, like, frog DNA, like Jurassic Park also. but mm-hmm. um, It was basically Jurassic World at this point. They had flying piranhas? No, but I mean, like, the concept for Jurassic World was, like, we're going to breed oh, like the super fish. Like an experiment gone awry. Yeah. 
designer designer fish <laughs> for your aquarium. Well, for the army, they oh, were yeah. army fish. They were gonna like go kill the Vietnamese because yeah. this was the '70s. Um, actually, this movie came out in '81, but it was supposedly like a Vietnam project yeah. gone awry, which is great. Uh, let's do campiness. Sorry, we kind of got off track. But what's your campiness score? My campiness score goes to three. Um, <laughs> all the way up. All the way up to three. Three out of five perms. Um, yeah, per I'm not mon- gonna be as nice mon- to this movie as I normally am. What? I said I'm not gonna be as nice to this movie as I normally am. Good. The claws are coming out. This is what uh, I want. Yeah, the only thing that I could think was campy was all the like naked ladies and all the sort of like sexual innuendo and whatnot. Oh, yeah, it was great. This is like our favorite character, Mrs. Wilson. I think that was her name. She was this cougar lady. Yeah, she was great. Um, I don't. She didn't even die. The last we saw of her, she was hiding under a table when the flying piranhas She's attacked. She's still there, for all we know. Still there, Probably. cougaring it up. Like Edward Snowden. Yeah, maybe he's there with her. Probably. That's he's being she held captive. Him. Um, but yeah, she's this. Uh, old lady on the beach in her introductory scene is like the hot lifeguards walking by and she g- literally hooks her finger into the waistband yeah. of his little speedo and drags him closer sexual harassment that's how we're first introduced to this woman oh god she's the best yeah. i love her so much that was all i have to say about campiness was the sexiness the naked ladies the weird girl that the kid falls in love with I thought she was weird when we first met oh, her. Oh, yeah. She she never... She has, like, two lines. Uh-huh. But, yeah, this is very much a film from the... Well, this is... Uh, the original Piranha was a Roger Corman production, and this one's an Italian 80s production, which means that those are two people who like boobs very, very much. Mm-hmm. So this movie is not lacking in that capacity. But one of my favorite things is, you know how every slasher movie starts with, like, two kids out in the woods, and they're having sex, oh, and they get God, killed? Oh, that scene? How could I forget that scene? The opening scene of this movie yeah. is two people scuba diving and then they have sex underwater it's the coolest thing it's second only <laughs> to the opening scene in my bloody valentine where they have sex down in an old mine <laughs> they do that yeah it's great i don't understand who are these people that need the thrill of having to have sex in a mine i don't on know some rocks somewhere because that in a girl... sunken ship because mm-hmm. that girl was having sex with the killer too it was really weird oh wow it's not a great idea. Yeah, if you well, ever no. meet someone Neither who's was a serial this. killer, don't have sex with them in an abandoned mine. Neither was this. I mean, who would want to... Because I guess they were sharing an oxygen tank below the depths. That's awful. They were sharing a lot of things. And then she like, she brought a knife with the purpose of just cutting off his underwear. Like, why not just go in there stark naked? Why bring the knife? That's a great question, Sergio. I don't have an answer for you. There's just so much wrong with that opening scene. Yeah, it was still great, though. And yeah, I mean, I loved the whole ensemble of this movie. The cougar lady was great. There's these uh, bikini babe bandits who are just, like, hanging out topless on their mm-hmm. boat and then stealing food from the hotel. I liked how the friend that they cockholded, I guess that's what they did to him. No. That they <laughs> fooled. Conned. Conned. Thank you. Thank you. That they conned. Like, I, he lived, right? Yes, he did. As far as I, know. There was I liked a, him. There was a stuttering cook who they tried to seduce. Oh, oh, my God. The Jaws mayor, um, oh. the the boss at this uh, seaside resort, is like, no, we're not going to close the beach. We have our thing where we're going to run out. Money to do. Like the Grunions are supposed to be spawning, and they're going to be like running up on the beach. Like the fish are going to be having sex, and the people like hit them on the head and then eat them, which is a real thing that happens. Yeah, which we do it here in California. Yeah, it's kind of despicable, right? Like I felt well, really bad I about mean, that. I mean, you don't really hit the Grunions when you get them. You just catch them and you put them in like a bucket, and then you, and eat you make soup. Yeah, I feel like you cook them alive. That just but you do that to lobsters. I guess that's how like eating meat works. 
but I just it don't want to be involved. Has to be I don't want to be involved in the process. <laughs> and it just seems so cruel. Like they're just trying to have babies and create the future of their civilization. Some of them do. Yeah, but then we that need those to be- ones too. But later. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I just I running. feel like I was on the piranhas side because everyone's <laughs> running. They're like, we want fish. We want fish running towards the surf. And then the flying piranhas come shooting out and latch onto their necks. It's great. I well, was they cheering reclaimed for it. them. They reclaimed it. They re- <laughs> like a slur. Yeah. <laughs> they reclaimed the Grunion run. Yeah. Which, first of all, Grunion only sounds like something bad that happens in your underwear. It sounds right? like onion. Yeah. What do you do in your underwear? I don't know. Sounds like grunion. Um, what's your effect score? It just sounds score, like onion Sergio. to me, um, too. And only because of that opening sequence, I was really impressed with it. Um, I was like, "How are they doing that yeah. water?" Well, they were just because it was okay. It, they were exploring the um, sunken ship as James Cameron loves to do, mm-hmm. and they were exploring each other's bodies. No, they were dead by that he point. He was painting her like one of his French girls. Okay, um, I don't know what you saw, but you didn't see this movie. No, okay, so sucking ship, they were exploring it, and as they were exploring it or kept changing shots, you would see like this kind of reddish bubblies or whatever. Uh huh. And they would just go over the thing. They would just go over the shot. Oh, we're talking about the credits? Yes, I am. I thought you were talking about the opening scene where everyone. Where no, I'm talking about the opening sex. credits. Okay. That... I meant to say opening credits. I probably said opening scene. That's why I got confused. I apologize to all who cannot follow this. I was technically deprived a nap during this movie. Oh, man. I think, aren't you technically deprived of naps every movie you watch because you're spending an hour and a half awake? <laughs> yeah. That's a valuable nap time. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to give it two out of five fins. For the for this opening scene, opening credits? Yeah, well, no, the whole movie. We're reviewing the whole movie, not just the opening credits. Well, what other things merited, like, the other star? I just, I, the, the piranha effects are so, 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 so bad, but they're also so fun to watch. It's just these little flapping plastic puppets flying around. Mm. They're not much better than the fake bat in Dracula. Yeah, and that was like a good 50 years before. Yeah, yes it was. I think it was exactly 50 years before. Look at me, I'm good at math. I know. But yeah, there there are parts where the piranhas are attacking people, and there's like two piranhas on either side, and they're clearly just hand puppets operated by one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so adorable. There, There's a, a lot of stock footage of like the piranhas swimming that just keeps cutting back to the exact same footage. Yeah, where the, the blood just becomes red with blood. Yeah, I mean the, the water <laughs> the, becomes red. And there you go. So I was worried about that, but there is some gore, mostly piranhas biting necks. I think they had probably had like one neck mold, and they were like, "Let's make it work." <laughs> but I I had fun with it. It's like a a cheese puff movie. I like Italian exploitation movies, and I like crappy '80s movies with short shorts. So like I was enjoying myself for most of it. It's a fun movie to make fun of. I'll give it yeah. that. Like I said, the the pacing is just bananas. There's nothing like there's nothing going on, in, mm-hmm. especially in the second and third acts at all. I like the f- the flying fish massacre, like the reverse grunion run, and I like the whole first act. I really really enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting the characters mm-hmm. and the dialogue and everything. That's the most fun part about movies, though, is when you meet the characters and you see them try to set up this like grand story. Like remember XOXO? Chocho? Yeah, Chocho. That movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix rave movie. Yeah, and we enjoyed those first 30 minutes, right? When we were getting to meet everybody and their terrible hair and their terrible outfits. Yeah. And you, I, were, just, you were just having a ball. I was having a ball, but also because like most mo- – like uh, XOXO and Piranha 2 The Spawning are actually linked just like most movies because they give everything they have in their first act and then they just kind of give up. Yeah, they fizzle. It's like a relationship. 
Yeah, I know. It's the honeymoon stage. Like, everything they have to offer stylistically or character-wise is there, and then they kind of forget about it as the movie goes on. Which is true of a lot of these kinds of exploitation movies, because the first act is only there to give you something to watch before the piranhas show up. Mm -hmm. And that part can be very fun if the script is as weirdly written as this one. There's some great dialogue that I love. We'll, We'll get to that, actually. Yes, we will. By the time it's just like piranha attack after piranha attack, and it's not particularly unique in the way that they attack. They don't. At- they don't attack any other body part than the neck. They're like flying. They go for the jugular, man. They know what's yeah, up. Yeah, there's probably like vampire bat DNA in them. Also, they're just bred from that original puppet. Yeah, these puppets are spawned from that puppet. Yeah. Oh, I guess I've been talking about quality for a while. I- I'm giving it two out of five unlucky stars. It's kind of like. I put a two with a little smiley face because I enjoyed it, but it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Also, the lighting is terrible. Everything's super washed out or backlit or front lit, like just really garishly. But I would give it two out of five as well. Unlucky stars. I hate it when we agree on everything. I'm going to give it one because I could give it one, but I somewhat enjoyed this movie. No, it's fine. Sorry. I... It, it's nice to agree, but it doesn't help. I like it when we argue sometimes. On we can argue about anything. We can argue right now. Yeah, I want to fight. Yeah. Want me to kill that that plug? No, because that's what your microphone is connected to. I know which one yours. This is yours. I'll disconnect no, yours. No, that's yours. I'll disconnect them all. Uh-oh. The power gone awry. <laughs> um, no. Uh, two out of five. I was bored at points because I tried to nap. Okay, okay, no, no, here, here we go. I got, I got this, okay, this okay. genius description of this movie. It was fun, like, you know, easy breezy summer movies, the way they are. But it wasn't, like, bad enough for me to say, like, okay, you have to watch this movie just so you can poke fun at it. Yeah, there, there's a balance there. Like, bad movies need to be so crazy cuckoo nuts, uh-huh. cuckoo for cuckoo puffs, to actually be interesting. Yeah, and to have, like, rewatchability to be like, oh, it's so bad, I want to... I want to see these piranhas eat these naked ladies again, but but it wasn't that bad. No bueno. Like, it, it wasn't bad enough to be great. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, let's move on to champion dialogue. I'm going to start because I mentioned dialogue that I liked in this first act. All right, cool. Shoot. Mine's probably a little more sincere than normal because I actually really did like a lot of the lines from the opening act. But this is um, our main character, scuba instructor lady, is talking to her son in the morning, and this is what she says. Father. And it's just like, I think it's kind of sweet. And yeah. I think that's a terrible dad joke to make. Yeah. Like, well, it's just like the sweet, it's like mother small talk. And it's like, clearly she loves her son. Mm-hmm. And you thought he was her lover at some point. I did. It was creepy. Um, there, I was getting a definite uh, Mel Gibson Hamlet vibe from that because. I never, he was Hamlet? Uh, yeah, in one of them. <laughs> um, he humped Glenn Close a whole bunch. Um, she played his mom. Because uh, there's like an incest reading to that play, which I do not subscribe to, but that movie did. Anyway, he's like, I, I feel. I do feel that with Hamlet. He had some serious issues, that boy. He had a lot going on. But there's a scene where he like wakes up his mom by putting a fish in her face. Yeah. And, and then he drops the fish. Yeah, it just, it felt a little too, he felt like too comfortable in the bedroom. And I thought the mom was naked. And I was like, I don't know, is she his mom or his lover? She probably was naked. 
I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of gross. And like a lot of Italian movies have couples where the ages are really widely disparate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't even know what's going on right now. Like the newlywed couple in the movie, the woman was super duper was hot really... and the guy was this super nebbish, like Woody Allen type. That was a really weird couple. Just like their conversation where it was like, we have to eat breakfast, but I don't want to. And he's like, but it's included in the package. And she's like, Oh, you. Yeah, she just starts laughing like he made a joke. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? Which I also enjoyed. Th- like, there's genuinely good dialogue, and then there's genuinely terrible dialogue, uh-huh. but both ends of the spectrum are great. Mm-hmm. Despite the creepy, incestuous nature, I liked um, her relationship with her son. It's just one of those things that completely vanishes. They don't meet again until the literal last frames of the movie. Until he saves her life. No, he doesn't. He, he didn't do her, anything. He pulls her from the water. Did he? No, I thought that, that was Lance Henriksen, the dead. They were. He was in there with her. He watched. He helped. No, he did not. He got out of the way. Okay. Anyway, what's your champion dialogue? Um, uh, my champion dialogue is. All right. There. I don't remember what they were doing. I just remember that it was like the biologist from the army, and her, and was it him and her? There was a uh one of, one of the people on the scuba diving expedition got killed, and they're talking about this in the aftermath. All right. Yeah, and they're talking about it, and then he says this. And I really like that because I feel like that's that describes me. Like, Yeah, that's definitely something I can imagine you saying. I wouldn't really be worried about the well-being of others. I'd be worried about myself. It's like, he needs dumb, to sort out his priorities. Yeah, and the dumb decisions that, you know, lead you into trouble and therefore me into trouble because <laughs> you, can't, you can't control yourself. Wow, okay. Yeah. We're just putting me on blast here, I see. Well, not you, but if you feel guilty, you know, the shoe fits. <laughs> I'm sorry for taking you ice skating <laughs> that one time. <laughs> That was fun. I fell. <laughs> That's a very exact description of what happened that day. I had fun. I fell and I left. And then that was almost in real time too. <laughs> yeah. So this is the part where we normally do genre check-in, but let's just talk about this movie in context of James Cameron's overall filmography. How do you think this movie stacks up against James Cameron's other films? I mean, I haven't seen his most recent work, The Avatar. You haven't seen Avatar? I haven't seen Avatar. I mean, don't, because it's not that good. I mean, everybody loved it. Yeah, but it's plot's really uninteresting. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's got great effects. And it's like, uh-huh. So did Piranha 2, the spawning. Um, no, honestly, I way enjoyed watching Piranha 2, the spawning's creatures, than the Avatar creatures. I just wasn't really into it. It's really? dances with wolves in space, which is not an original thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, South Park did an episode based on that entire concept. Yeah. So I can't really compare it to Avatar. I, I can compare it to Titanic. I mean, you know, there have some, there's some similarities there. Yeah, there definitely are. There, th- th- this movie on IMDb is categorized under horror and romance. So so there's a love story to be told. Uh-huh. Whether it has the same, you know, longevity as Titanic does is, you know, I mean, up for you to decide. I think it does. I mean, are you going to be capturing the uh, Piranha 2 3D re-release in theaters this summer? Is that a thing? No, I made it up. Oh, Because they did you that to so Titanic. Convinced. Sorry, I'm I'm a good actor. Yeah. Um, Unlike most of the people in Piranha 2 this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't watch it. I'm, I want to see Ty- Avatar when it comes back to theaters. Yeah, oh, freaking... If we're talking about James Cameron, can we just sit down for a second and talk about how he just promised us three more Avatar sequels? It's like, dude, you got to make the first one first. Yeah. 
It's been seven years. Has it really been seven years? Yeah, it came out in 2009. Wow. I was a loser in 2009. Now look at me. <laughs> look at me now. We got in paper. Dollar dollar bills, yeah. Yeah. See, that's another summer movie, but that one was enjoyable. Nerve. Yeah. That was go great watch movie. Nerve. I love Nerve. I mean, yeah, go watch Nerve. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, have you seen the Terminator? Any of the Terminators? I saw. Uh, I think the fourth one. Terminator Salvation. The third one. That was like a prequel one-ish, right? No, there was a sexy lady Terminator. Oh no, I saw that one then. Yeah. Okay. He had just been made like mayor of California at that point. I mean, governor of California. <laughs> this Sorry. Is, this is not a political podcast. We're fine. Um, um, I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I mean, okay. Uh, I'm so sorry. Th- that's fine. We'll just talk about it. Um, I do think that this movie has an attempt at a strong heroine a la uh, Linda Hamilton from the Terminator franchise. Um, like a woman who's doing it for herself and like cracking codes and Doesn't solving mysteries and stuff. Yeah. Does she end up with the man at the end? I think she it's find Im- happiness I think with him. I think it's implied that she's going to get back together with her ex-husband, but it's not really important because the piranhas got exploded with dynamite and the movie just ends. Okay. And that was all her doing, by the way. She saved all the village people. <laughs> of the, yeah, the construction worker and the Native American. Of the Elysium place. Yeah. What uh, was the name of the hotel, the Elysium? Yeah, Club Elysium. Yeah, I, I, like, I do think that there are James Cameron-y elements, but obviously it's his worst film. Us, Avatar's second worst, whatever, that's fine. Um, all his other films are great. I love them. What else has he done? Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, the other thing, Titanic. He did Aliens? Yes. I thought that was Ridley Scott. Or... He did Alien. Oh. What the hell's the difference? Aliens is the sequel. Oh, okay. Just more aliens were invited this time. Not it's just true, the there are more. And Sigourney Weaver's in all of them, right? Uh, Yes. Speaking of Sigourney, she was in one of my favorite movies this summer, Finding Nemo. Finding Dory. Finding Dory. You guys should go see that, too. I recommend it. She was also in Avatar. Oh, shoot. He directed The Abyss. I forgot about that. That was pretty good. That was a documentary, wasn't it? No. It wasn't. No, it was uh, like a horror movie about underwater uh, submarine people. I never heard about it. It was good. Was Uh, it Into the Abyss? I don't know, probably. Look up more things, because I know he did like a documentary about the Titanic. I'm sure he did. He also did True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis and no. Ghosts of the Abyss. Is that my thing? Maybe. That's a thing. Look it up. I am. Please and thank you. James Cameron and Bill Paxton uh, travel to the final undersea destination. Yeah. And then Aliens of the Deep, which is he teams up with NASA scientists. He loves going down there. I, I told think- you, he loves sunken ships. Yeah. I think um, his it probably his like weird fetish probably started here. Like he he got those underwater shots and he was okay, like, it's not really a I'm taking this. So we want to hear from you. What's your favorite James Cameron movie? If Piranha Two was your favorite, please tell us why. Because or if it's Kill Bill, let us know. It's not James Cameron. I know. I'm sorry. Look, if I you're gonna make a joke, at least say something that makes sense. Please contact us. Um, if you watch Piranha 2: The Spawning, which is on YouTube, you can find us on Twitter at Scream 101 Pod, on Facebook at Scream 101 Podcast. Contact us via email at Scream 101 Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, interview us. Give us five stars. Like, uh, just pretend we grabbed you by the cr- by the crotch of your pants and dragged you over to your clicker. You can still get that ice cream $5 gift card. You've been promising that for like a month now. Well, I mean, the episodes haven't been airing when we've been filming. So someone will get something. 
Okay, whatever. And it can be you. Great. I mean, not you, because you already used your review. <gasps> Secrets. Literally nothing you've said in the past minute has made any sense. What do you mean? Ice cream. Next week. I'm just going to turn my mic off. No. Okay, Um. next week, which is the final week of our super special October month, we are going to be exploring the first film of Peter Jackson, who directed the Lord of the Rings franchise. But he also did a trio of splatter films in New Zealand, and we'll be watching his first, which is Bad Taste, which I'm interested in seeing. Me too. <laughs> I'm as excited about this as you are. And yeah, so we'll catch you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and good luck on your journey. Remember to stay gold. You beautiful people. You beautiful people, you. All right, good night. Good night. Peace. I'm done. Why do I have to feel the need, the need to be the last person to say something? Uh, that's just like your, your. Uh, I don't know. It's too hot. I can't think of anything fun to say. Okay, so here we are, two boys and a cat, just making a podcast. It's two boys in a dream. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Um. <laughs> hello, <did> Gavna. <laughs> yeah, I gave it two. There's. In, in the bloopers of the episode I just edited, there's just a whole string of you saying, oh, you just cut that out, cut this out, cut that out, cut this out. It's pretty good. I can make diva demands like that because I am now a co-host and no longer an intern. Mm-hmm. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.